Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Hour number three. This is Lock and Load. Now joining me for the first time in 2024 is writer Dean Weingarten. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Bill. It's glad to be here. Yes, sir. Sometimes a little difficult in the holidays to make good connections. It sure was, plus with everything going on with me. I'm just glad that's over with. I am too. I'm never telling anybody what happened either, so there. Anyway. um, That'll work. Yeah. So, um, interesting, interesting aside that you, with what we're about to talk about, I went to, uh, I have a local sponsor here and I was filming with him today and he, uh, he told me what kind of a gun was I looking for as far as a, I, I told him I wanted a big Magnum handgun and he pulled out this five inch Ruger super Blackhawk 44 Magnum that I'm thinking real serious about. And I leave it at that point just simply because of what we're talking about now, because Dean, of course, has been building and continues to build this gigantic database on bear attacks on people out in the in the wild, in the wild hinterlands of the of the planet, and we and we have the latest one, which uh, you know, bear spray, not as nearly as effective as they think it is. That's right, and what it's really difficult to be able to compare things, you know, like bear spray and handguns because most of the time when someone is successful in stopping an attack without any human being hurt is not news. Now there is an exception to that and that is because the grizzly bears are endangered species. Well, they're considered to be threatened, although they've been taken off threatened twice in, I think, the last 10 years, and then through activist judges, putting back on the threatened list. Um, so they're really uh, enough of them now that they're not considered threatened in the lower 48 anymore. But uh, because if you have a successful defense, not much happens, and so it doesn't get reported. So most successful defenses, we just don't know how many there are. We don't know how many times bears are sprayed with bear spray. We don't know how many times handguns are fired in defense against bears. We don't know how many times firearms generally are fired in defense against bears. And we don't know what percentage of human and bear conflicts involve serious danger to humans. We just don't know because it is my belief from what I have read in my research is most of the time humans aren't injured and the bear runs off. And so you don't, those don't get reported. So there, the whole issue is subject to severe selection bias. And there's also confirmation bias. People tend to see what they want to see. So one person might say, well, 
bear spray worked in that incident. After all, the person only got clawed up and bitten and ended up in the hospital for a day or two. It could have been much worse, and they used bear spray, and the bear eventually left, so bear spray worked. Or you might say the same thing for firearms, you know. So it's, there is some subjectivity in how you grade these events. <clears throat> but we have something that I don't think, that I think is very hard to argue about. And that is when people are killed by bears. Because those are widely reported. Almost everybody agrees on how many people are killed by bears in a particular year or years. Well, at least say since. Oh, 1960, because our communication networks are so much better. And so many people live in cities now that if somebody is killed by a bear, it's big news. And it has been big news for a long time. So it's hard to just hide or ignore uh, attacks by bears when people are killed. I mean, it is done to some extent, but it's hard to do. And I think the bath majority are reported. So we can compare how many people have been killed when bear spray was sprayed. After all, bear spray has really only been around since about 1985, 86, and it didn't really catch on until about the middle 1990s. I mean, it was there was some experimental use about 84, and then uh, commercially, I think it started to be available about 86. Seven, and then uh, really took off after uh, the Bear Spray article by Herrero and Tom Smith. So it really hasn't uh, been around all that long. Right. But I have collected, I and, and my colleagues, we have searched and searched the internet and books and every source we can find. We've repeatedly asked for people to inform us of any incidents they know about where handguns were fired in defense against bears. And we specifically started out by saying, please send us any incident you know about where a handgun was fired in defense against a bear and it failed. We were looking for failures. And it turned out they were very hard to find. So far, we've only found four. And if you look at all of them, you most people would say, no, those persons didn't use that handgun very well. I mean, in let's see, in only one case would I say was the attack fast. In every case, they were able to fire the handgun, right? Uh, but but they didn't. You know, they, I don't think in any one of those failures can you look at it and say for certain the bear was ever hit. But we look at, uh, so we're looking for fatal cases, you know, events where a handgun was used to defend against a bear and a person was killed. There's only one I've been able to find that we have been able to find, I should say. It's not just me looking. Out of over 170, I've got an update coming up, and there's probably another you know, 15, 16 cases. So we'll probably, be, eventually we'll hit 200, I'm sure. We're probably at a you know, at about 185, 86, and right. a few being, being investigated. But out of all those cases, there's only one that we found where someone fired a handgun in defense against bears and somebody was killed. And that was the famous case up in Svalbard, 
archipelago, which is north of the Arctic Circle. It's administered by Norway. And in that case, there was a cruise ship that had some people on it. And uh, they left the cruise ship with a high-powered rifle. And one of the people had a twenty-two revolver. And they left. Uh, they split up the two groups. I guess the one thought a twenty-two revolver was, well, no, that's a misnomer. We don't know what the handgun was. Could have been a revolver, but in Europe, it was probably a semi-automatic. Right. And so we don't know what um, exact model it was. We know it was a twenty-two, And um, they attempted to use it to defend against the polar bear, and one of the people was killed and eaten. And another one was badly mauled, and then members of the cruise ship went back with a high-powered rifle and killed the bear. But that was a clear failure. Now, of uses uh, in bear attacks where people use bear spray right. to attempt to stop the attack, we have nine fatalities, and eight of them are in North America. And I think that's probably because bear spray has been promoted in North America more than anywhere else. Right. I mean, if you look at uh, the Svalbard case, the governor of Svalbard, like I said, it's administered by Norway. Um, the governor of Svalbard flat out uh, does not allow people to use bear spray or pepper balls as a defense against polar bears. Well, let's do this. Hang on for me, if you will, before we get into the details of that, because I, I, there are details of plenty. Talking to Dean Weingarten, we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of wit. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. 
That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 compliment your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. And welcome back. This is Lock and Load. We're talking with Dean Weingarten, talking about how Bear spray doesn't work nearly as good as they say it is. Well, it it appears it doesn't work nearly as good when it's really needed in serious <laughs> attacks. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you don't really need it so much, when you want to haze a bear or something, it probably works a lot better. But in serious attacks, it doesn't seem to work that well. And the reason, well, we just don't know exactly. I mean, we're not inside bear mind. But when a bear is serious about trying to kill something to eat it or for whatever reason, it doesn't appear that bear spray is nearly as effective as it has been promoted. Uh, so the first time that someone was killed where bear spray was used was uh, a famous Russian bear researcher killed by, uh, they call them European brown bears, but they're essentially grizzly bears, uh, they're not really uh, genetically much different than the brown bear, grizzly bear in North America. Right. They actually developed in Europe and Asia and then came across land bridge. This is, this is what uh, people who study the uh, 
the history of the grizzly brown bear say anyway is that uh, and I'm going to get the numbers slightly wrong, but it's about 40,000, 50,000 years ago they crossed over into what is Alaska now. And then sometime around 10, 12, 15,000 years after that, they got down to the lower 48 states uh, through Canada or maybe along the coast. But but they didn't reach the area we think of as uh, continental United States until mm, in the neighborhood of, 12, 15,000 years ago. Right. At least not any significant numbers. Uh, but uh, they were in Europe for a long time before that developed in Europe. And uh, the researcher's name was uh, Italy, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, Nikolayenko. And he's a famous researcher in Russia. And he found a bear that was not hibernating. And the bear, you know, killed him and ate him and they found an empty can of bear spray with bear spray sprayed all over the place and an empty, I think it was a flare gun. Um, so he had obviously tried to defend himself, but it didn't work. Um, and that was in 2003. That's the earliest one we know of. And then we have a string of eight more deaths uh, in North America. They're all the rest are in North America and they're fairly recent. Right. It started in 2017. People probably remember the coverage of this when Aaron Johnson was killed at the Pogo mine in Alaska and bear spray was used quite a bit, but it wasn't enough. I believe her coworker was also mauled. Um, now, Mark Upton, wasn't he the guy who his, uh, his, his client threw the empty gun at him while he was trying to fight off a bear after he hosed him down with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And yeah. it's just a sad case because this is something you often see. Mark um, carried his Glock 20. It had good ammunition in it, but he carried it with an empty chamber. Yeah. And his customer was not familiar with handguns, and the Glock pistol was in a pack about 20 feet away from where they were dressing out the elk. Mark had a bear spray canister with him, but he didn't have the pistol. So the bear came at Mark first, and then it went after the client, which I forget his name right off. And the client um, tried to get this Glock 20, got it. He knew it was there. He got it out of the backpack. And then he tried to deploy it against the bear, but it wouldn't fire. Right. And and so being unfamiliar with semi-automatic pistols, he's trying to find a control, which he think is probably a safety, that would it allow allow it to fire. But he wasn't familiar enough to just rack the slide. He's looking for a control because he figures the safety's probably out. And in looking and trying to activate controls, he hits the magazine release. Right. And so the magazine is ejected that is where the ammunition is because there's none in the chamber and that magazine falls out, but he can't get it to work and he's just getting desperate. The bear is coming after him and he tosses the pistol to try to get it to Mark. But it actually went pretty wide of where Mark Upton was and there was no ammunition in it, so it wouldn't have done any good for Mark to get it. In the meantime, so at this point, the client says, I got to get help. You know, I cannot fight this bear off physically, and the gun doesn't work. So he uh, runs up a mountain to where he can get cell phone coverage, and he calls in help. And when they come back, 
Mark Upton is dead. Um, and uh, the bear spray is on the bears, and it's on him and around, and he's like 50 yards away from where he originally started fighting them. But there were two bears, by the way. And uh, so bear spray was clearly sprayed in this event, and clearly it wasn't enough to stop Mark from being killed. Uh, and then we have the Daniel Schilling incident up in Alaska in 2020, um, and that's where he was out clearing trail, and he had bear spray. And apparently he got attacked by one or more bears, and he sprayed, emptied the can of bear spray. And we, to this day, do not know which one of several bears, because they found several DNA from both black bears and grizzly bears at the site. And we don't know for sure which one of them killed him, because apparently both types were feeding on his body before they recovered it. Uh, then we have uh, Stephanie Blaze, which was clearly a predatory attack in Saskatchewan. And uh, she, her husband, sprayed the bear that was attacking her. Didn't seem to have any effect. He got a rifle, and he shot the bear twice and killed it. But by that time, uh, Stephanie was mortally wounded, and, and she was either dead or already dying. Um, and then Carl Mock was killed right near the border of Yellowstone Park. Well, it doesn't appear to have been a predatory attack. We can't be sure. But uh, there was a moose carcass just inside the border, and a grizzly bear uh, attacked uh, Mock. Mock sprayed the bear with bear spray, but it wasn't enough. He was killed. And then we have L- Leah Locon uh, in Montana. Uh, let's see, Ovando, I think it was. And she camped there. And there, a bear had been in the neighborhood, and she was worried about bears, and she practiced using bear spray, and she had a bear spray canister in her tent. And uh, the bear came, and it was uh, it left, and then it came back. And she had made sure she had her bear spray ready, and the bear spray was emptied. The can was emptied. The bear spray was sprayed outside of her tent, which indicates she was holding it outside with her hands, almost certainly. And then uh, she was killed by the bear. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, the latest two tragic cases. Well, Doug in- let's, we'll get to them when we get back because we're coming up on the next break. This article got published on Ammoland on the 2nd of January, January... 2024. So, latest thing from Dean Weingarten as uh, as he adds to the already impressive bear attack database. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. 
Ulster.com, the home of DeSantis-quality-built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. I'm Ryan Daniels. A landmark Department of Justice report is released into the failings of law enforcement officers who responded to the mass school shooting in Uvalde, Texas in 2022. Failures in leadership, in tactics, in communications, in training, and in preparedness. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland speaking on the 600-page DOJ report that says the shooting could have been stopped sooner. 33 students and three of their teachers were trapped in a room with an active shooter for over an hour as law enforcement officials remained outside. An appeals court decision is a loss for Apple and anyone who ordered a new Apple Watch. While the tech giant has achieved a workaround fix for an earlier U.S. International Trade Commission ban on Apple Watch products, the Alphabet company now has an appeals court ruling that upholds the ban. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. And 
welcome back. This is Lock and Load. We are we have caught up with Dean Weingarten. Finally, we're talking about the bears and the latest bear attacks that are going on out there. Um, we had just gotten up to 2021, and uh, the, these are the latest two. So tell me about these, please. Yes, um, talked about Leah Locum in Montana in 2021, and then in 2023 we have our latest fatal bear attack where two. Uh, very uh, experienced hikers, uh, a couple, Doug Inglis and Jenny Goose. I'm not sure if that's the correct pronunciation of their name. Jenny Gus. But they, Jenny Gus. They were in uh, Banff National Park in Alberta, Canada, hiking in a very wild area. They were in a tent, and they had bear spray, and they were attacked by a grizzly bear. They had a dog with them. There, both cans of bear spray were emptied, and uh, both uh, both of them were killed and partly eaten, and their dog was also killed in this bear, predatory bear attack by a grizzly bear up in Banff National Park. So we have a total of nine people who used bear spray, or bear spray was used to try to defend them, that were killed by bears in a hundred and, well, let's see, about almost 150 years. Well, we have 1890, so 133 years. We have 133 years of incidents where pistols were fired in defense of bears. And we only have one case we've been able to find where a person was killed when pistols were fired in defense against bears. So it, we don't know the exact numbers, but we know that it's, the most uh, accurate number are the number of people killed because those are national and international news and they're reported. So we know that nine times as many people have been killed where bear spray has been used as have been killed where handguns were used in defense against bears. So this claim that bear spray is superior to handguns for defense against bears is just not supported by the data on fatal bear attacks. Now, those are small numbers, but we don't have bigger ones. Now, I did look at North America because we have good records of people being killed by bears in North America. And so if we look at that since uh, 2016, and I chose that because it's a year before we get the first fatal bear attack, that where bear spray was sprayed in North America. And eight of 22 people killed by bears since 2016 were killed in incidents where bear spray was used as a defense. I mean, these are very small numbers, but when you see that you're getting 36% of the people who were killed by bears are being killed where bear spray was sprayed, and we have uh, 45 cases in the same eight years where people fired pistols in defense of bears and it's documented, like I said, most of the, most of these incidents are not documented with either type. And of those 45 cases where it's documented, there were no human fatalities. So it's hard to believe that bear spray works better than handguns as a defense against bears. And both instances uh, the ability to access 
the defensive weapon is roughly in rough parity, shall we say. Right. I think pistols generally are much easier to access because we have 150 years of experience in designing good quality pistol holsters to hold that pistol in a way that it's easily accessed. And we have about the same number of years experimenting with what works in terms of safety for a pistol. You know, where how you can carry a pistol safely and then get it out and get it into action quickly and effectively. And it is my belief that it's a little bit faster and more positive to draw a pistol and fire it defensively than it is to draw a bear spray canister and spray it effectively. Um, and it's just that pistols, handguns, and their holsters have had a lot more thought and experimentation about what works and what doesn't. I mean, it just strikes me when I, one of the things I have seen a number of times is people struggling with trying to release the safety on bear spray. And it is common for people with just a small amount of training, we're talking an hour or less of training and a little bit of practice, it's common for uh, people with pistols to be able to draw a pistol and fire two shots at close range and hit a target in two seconds or less. Right. It's common. It's not hard to do. Um, but with bear spray, people struggle more. It's much harder to practice with bear spray because you don't want to spray actual spray and access to uh, practice canister, canisters is kind of expensive. And it's probably a good idea. And we just haven't seen the bear spray manufacturers. This is my opinion, okay? They have not come up with superior uh, ergonomic designs to make drawing and spraying bear spray easy and safe and uh, intuitively clear. Now, if you don't work with pistols, if you don't practice, or if it's somebody else's pistol, as with Mark Uptain, you could you can mess up with drawing and trying to fire a pistol too. The client in that case didn't know how to operate a uh, semi-automatic pistol, and it probably cost Mark Uptain his life. Uh, so that can happen, but you can practice with a pistol in my opinion, much easier and gain proficiency much easier than you can with bear spray. And then the, there's the, also the problem of wind and cold, possibly rain, and certainly capacity. Uh, a common pistol is going to hold between 5 and 15 rounds of ammunition. Right. And it's fairly easy to reload. You can usually reload them in just a few seconds. I mean, most people could reload either a revolver, uh, well, a double-action revolver where it's uh, they eject all the cartridges at once, or a uh, magazine-fed semi-automatic pistol in under 10 seconds. Well, you just can't reload bear spray. The only thing you can do is have another canister. Yeah. 
Yes, you were going to say. Well, no, I was just going to say, I mean, the, uh, you know. Yeah, the, in, in, in gun culture parlance, it would be called having a New York reload. Yeah. Having a separate handgun, well, we have a separate canister. I'm almost certain before there was bear spray that everybody that ever got caught without a gun wished they'd had a gun and did not. They were never. Nobody has ever thought to themselves, this animal that's about to eat me, I should stop it in a non-lethal way. Not in that moment. No. Nobody's ever thought that way. I, you know, even Timothy Treadwell, uh, who wasn't his real name, his, his nom de plume was yeah. Timothy Treadwell. Yep, yep. Uh, he was there with, uh, let's see, uh, his Amy, yeah. his girlfriend. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember Amy's last name at the moment. But while they were being, while he was being killed and eaten at the same time by the big bear up in Alaska, he called out because we have a tape. He had a tape recorder running at the time. That's how we know. It's just for people who wonder. He called out for Amy to hit the bear with the fry pan or, you know, or the, uh, I think it was a cast iron pan. That yeah. Had up there. So that, that didn't work out very well. No. They were both killed and eaten. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had said repeatedly uh, that, uh, he, if he did get killed by a bear, he would be proud to be part of bear stat. But okay. when he was actually being killed and yeah. eaten, uh, bring the frying pan. To- we'll be right back. <laughs> this is lock and load. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. 
So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Last time on the firing line, talking to Dean Weingarten, we've been talking about the claim that bear spray is superior to handguns, although that's not actually true. It doesn't appear to be so. And part of this, I'm, I'm going to just throw it out there because we see this this uh, situation sort of happen. It's just the way people act. You get a new, let's, let's use the gun culture, you get a new caliber, like... Uh, 250 Savage, let's say, that came around in, well, after 1900 or in thereabout. And it was the first commercial ammunition that was going faster than 3,000 feet per second. So they named it the 253,000 cartridge. And, of course, the first users of a new cartridge are the enthusiasts and the experts who say, oh, this is a new thing. I'll try it out and see just how good it is. And they tend to be excellent shots and good hunters and all that. And so they say, oh, yeah, I killed this uh, crocodile at 400 yards with the 253,000. Or I shot this big bear with the 253,000. It worked wonderfully. I shot this. I shot that. It all works wonderfully. And part of it is, of course, these first providers tend to be expert users. Right. And then... And everybody says, oh, what a wonderful thing. Greatest thing that ever happened out here. Better than the 22 long rifle, the 308, the 3040 Crag, you know, 300 Savage, whatever. Wouldn't have been 308. That wasn't invented yet. And so you give all these people start using the 250. And some of them have pretty good luck with it. There were some missionaries in China who killed several 
man-eating tigers with the 253,000, for example. But people found out it's not really the best caliber for big game, bigger than deer anyway. I mean, it's a pretty effective caliber. Right. But if you're going to be hunting tigers or big bears or, you know, uh, some of the bigger African species or, you know, water buffalo, it's not the best caliber. And especially the early ammunition in that uh, was a soft point, and it would tend to blow up and not penetrate enough. So my point is that when you get something new, people tend to say, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. And I think that's what happened with bear spray. Not to mention there were a number of people that wanted, desperately wanted people to use bear spray so they wouldn't kill bears. When we look at the literature promoting bear spray, it's just rife with people say, see how wonderful it is? No bears got killed. Well, my first priority, if I'm defending myself, is I don't want to get killed. Sure. Um, and, and I don't really worry about the bear because I got plenty of bears. It's not like we have a shortage of bears. Now, back in 1975, the population of bears in the lower 48 was fairly small. So each bear, 50 years ago, each bear made a significant difference. Now, the population is six times greater than it was back then, and we they should be delisted. At this point, we have to keep the population in check. So an additional bear here or there doesn't really make any difference because we have to kill some of them to keep the population at the level we want it to be. They do not limit their own population. And the bear population has continued to grow, and it will continue to grow as long as we allow it. So uh, a bear killed in self-defense here and there makes no difference. So that removes one of the major advantages, so-called advantages of bear spray. What's the point of trying to protect a bear who's trying to kill people when we have to kill a number of bears anyway? It's much better that we take out the bears that are unafraid of people and attack people and let the other bears who've learned to stay away from people survive. So if you're going to, and we have to, limit the bear population. Right. One of the very best ways to do that is to allow people to take out and kill bears that are attacking them. Because we know, we know for certain, this bear is dangerous. It is attacking people. So we kill it. And this is what happens in Europe. It's what happened in uh, the western United States before 1975. And so we had a population of bears outside the parks anyway, back then, that were very cautious around people. Because for the previous hundred years, if a bear wasn't cautious about people, it got killed. And so we had a, we have in the last 50 years developed a population of bears that aren't worried about people because they are not threatened by people. And a lot of them have been around people and the people did nothing to them, or they took game that was killed by people, and the people did nothing to them, or they stole food from people, and the people did nothing to them. And you see, they're learning. They're learning all this time. Well, we don't have to worry about people. People never do anything to you. Just ignore them. And, you know, they're made out of meat. Huh. I wonder if they're good to eat. <laughs> I mean, really, that's probably the 
they're kind of very crude. I mean, I am anthropomorphizing bears. They're right, a right. bit, and that's a dangerous thing to do, and I don't think we should do it. I think, you know, turning bears into furry humans is a very bad idea, and it's not logical, and it's not real. But you can see, you know, and kind of understand that a bear is hungry and there's something that smells like meat, it's going to wonder if maybe it's good to eat. And in of these, of those fatal bear attacks we talked about, or, you know, have been talking about, um, seven of the nine cases appear to have been predatory attacks, which are some of the most dangerous because the bear is trying to kill you to eat you. Right. And that's clearly the last case where the couple up in Banff National Park in Canada, those two people, uh, the authorities already said, yes, this was a predatory attack. And they preface that by saying a rare predatory attack. Well, I think that we've divided up the uh, attacks by bears much too fine a layering. Uh, and uh, the person who did this mostly was Stefan Herrero in his book, uh, Bear Attacks, Their Causes and Avoidance. And he differentiated between what he called, uh, you know, defensive cubs, for example. But to do, to do the differentiation and to claim these are defensive attacks, you have to presume you know what the bear is thinking. Right. And it's not a really good strategy as a scientist to claim you know what an animal is thinking. And when you say, well, the purpose of this is to defend cubs, might be true, but you could say, this bear has cubs. It really needs a lot of food, so anything that comes within range, it's going to attack and try and kill. Uh, And the other problem you have for determining when an attack is predatory or not is bears often will kill their food and not eat it for a while. They'll let it sit a couple of days. If they're not real hungry, they'll let it sit and sort of soften up, you know, so it's a little easier to tear apart, um, sort of age it a bit. Right. That's real common. Grizzly bears are known to, to take uh, their kills or kill their feeding on it and put brush and grass and dirt over it to try to prevent other predators or scavengers from getting at it. And there have been a number of cases where this has been done to people. Um, and what the claim is made, and I probably should write an article just about this, is that, well, th- that wasn't really a predatory attack. They just killed the person, and then they said, oh, here's some meat, I might eat it. Eh, I, I think it's dividing up their motivations in way too fine a grain. Um, I think you could as easily make the case that they tend to attack anything that comes close because it might be good to eat. Right. And the reason that humans often survive these attacks is they play dead, and the bear says, oh, well, this prey is dead. I don't have to do anything with it for a while. Let it lay around a bit and soften up. And, and besides, you know, maybe it's not quite completely dead yet. And it, humans do the same thing. Uh, if you shoot something, you don't necessarily process it right away. You want to make sure it's not going to hurt you first. So the bear paws that and bites things and lets it lie there for a while, and then it watches it to see if that prey that it just believes it killed is going to recover and try to get away. 
And if it recovers, then it attacks it again. And this is a common thing you see with grizzly bears, especially. Is they will uh, batter and bite and chew and claw something until it stops struggling. Once it stops struggling, they'll leave it there for a while and go away for a bit. But if it tries to get up or move or whatever, bam, they'll go after it again. To me, that's much more predatory than it is defensive. Well, we've run out of time. I got lost listening to your, but we'll be doing it again in just a couple of days. So thank you for joining me today, sir. Thank you very much, Bill. It's always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Back again in 22 hours. Between now and then, remember this has never been about gun control, not once, not ever. This has been Lock and Load. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. 